Welcome into Honorado and Honorado. Just one of me this week. Uh, Ashley Miller will be part of the show, but she's getting a little bit of deserved time off. Uh, we've got a full stacked show. I'm not wasting any time off the top here. You guys know the deal. It's potentially the two best sports day of the entire year with the NCAA tournament first and second rounds. Oh, by the way, some of those games will be played in Albany. We'll talk about those matchups. I'll give you my final four. I'll give you my championship pick as well, and I want to see him too. Comment right along. Give us your final four. Give us your champions. Tell me why I'm wrong. We have the star of Hamilton. It's at Proctor's this week. Pierre Jean Gonzalez is on the show. We are going back in time 20 years with Craig Forth, Syracuse Center, Columbia High grad, 2003 national champion. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Is it finally going to happen? I told you there's no time to waste. Let's go. You're watching Honorado and Company. is Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Shout out to the good people at Alpenhouse, Amsterdam, Clifton Park, two of their locations. Uh, we'll be out in Amsterdam along Route 30 uh, this time next week. Let's dive into it. The brackets are out. We'll get to Aaron Rodgers in a moment. We'll get to an injury at the World Baseball Classic that may shift an entire division in Major League Baseball, but the brackets, the brackets, and yes, this right now, okay, it's Thursday at 10.02, so if you're watching on TV or you're re-watching this, it's blank now, but it will be filled out, and I will give you my final four here very shortly as well. Sam is watching. Good morning, Sam. It's good to see you. Carol is watching. Is this upsetting you? She's talking about Aaron Rodgers. I will get to that, I promise, uh, and I don't think the answer is what you're expecting. If you're asking whether or not I'm really upset about it. Okay, tournament is back in Albany. First time in 20 years. We'll talk with Craig Forth uh, coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Good matchups, too. I think when the brackets were being unveiled, the first couple games were, eh, okay, do we really care about BCU St. Mary's? But when UConn-Iona popped up, that was huge. First of all, you get Andre Jackson Jr. from Albany Academy coming back home as a junior at UConn to play in the NCAA tournament. Huge deal. You get Rick Pitino. Are you telling me that 430 game on Friday is not just going to be absolutely wild at MVP Arena? It's going to be. So Pitino against Andre Jackson Jr. in the Albany region. I really like the Indiana-Kent State matchup. And another Albany tie here, Kent State's head coach, Rob Senderhoff, is a Albany grad. So that's another little 518 connection and hook for you. I really like that game. Drake could beat Miami in the 12-5, one line above that. That should be a really entertaining game. Um, and look, I know people who like VCU to beat St. Mary's. So I, I think there's the potential for an upset in each of the four games that will be played on uh, on Friday. So 
take that for what it's worth. You're going to tell them, well, upsets happen all the time. Y yes, they do. But these are these are four legitimate opportunities here uh, to see an upset. I am I am rooting for Andre Jackson Jr. in UConn to make it through this region or at least get to Sunday. As a local connection, that means more than Rick Pitino. So give me give me UConn to hopefully make a little bit of noise there. All right, here's my final four. I told you, there's not just not a, enough time in this show to really take deep dives. And if you're watching on TV over the weekend, you don't want to hear me try to predict what's going to happen the two days that have already happened. Does that make sense? Okay, my final four. Bama out of the South. They're the one overall seed. Give me Alabama. Duke. There aren't too many teams in the country right now as hot as Duke and beating the caliber of competition that Duke has beaten ACC tournament champs. They're figuring it out, and they're healthy. They're healthy. Roach is healthy. This is a really good team. Shire's done a good job now. They're getting better, right? These young teams get better into February and March. That's what we're seeing with Duke. You can't look at Duke as what they did in November and December. It's what they're doing now, and they're hot. Give me Texas out of the Midwest because I, I'm, I know I think Sasser's going to play, but – I'm not all in on Houston as the one seed in that region. So give me Texas. And then I'll take Gonzaga. This is the year for the Zags to go deep, to go to the final four. Yes, they've done it before, I know. But people are counting them out. And I don't love, love Kansas. And I don't love, love UCLA in the, in the West. So give me the Zags, my final four. My national champ, Bama. Bama beats Texas. Bama beats Texas because... No other team has Miller. That's why. Um, not to say that he's Carmelo Anthony in 03 with Syracuse, but I just I just don't see somebody finding a way to beat the Crimson Tide when he is always going to be the best player on the floor. So give me Alabama as my national champ. I'll take your final fours. I'll take your national champs. Here we go. Ryan McCarthy, yes, I'm yeah, Aaron Rodgers to the Winnipeg Jets. If only, Ryan, if only. Uh, see, now let me tell you something, people. Okay, this is the first true day of the NCAA tournament, and Ryan's comment has to do with football. On Carol's mind, it was Aaron Rodgers. And here's Nick, a diehard Bengals fan, and his comment is about his Bengals signing an offensive tackle. Do not tell me that the NFL isn't king. It always is. And we obviously talk multiple things here on this show, but the NFL will always be king. It seems as long as I'm doing this show. And I don't know how much longer that'll be even. But but for now, the NFL is king and it remains to be. All right, we're back in only 30 seconds here. I'm diving into the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. Things in life you used to do. If you can't give true love to me, I'll understand. Just do the best you can. The Galope Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. All right, here we go. Uh, what do we do here? We make dreams come true. Sam's looking for tickets. Tammy says, I have tickets. 
they'll work it out amongst themselves. But I think that means Honorado and company gets the processing fee, right? Is that how that works? Handling the handling fee, I think, for that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into the Aaron Rodgers stuff here. Um, and you know what? I have to do this. I have to go dirty, difficult, done. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Great crew up there. Bill Miller, Sean Wilcoxon. I am done with all the Aaron Rodgers hate. Done. Packers fans hating on him. Jets fans hating on him. NFL fans overall hating on him because they say he's taking too long to make a decision. Let me tell you something, Jets fans. And let me tell you something, Packers fans. Okay. There is a very good chance we miss, and I'll put the we in here, we miss Aaron Rodgers before too long. I don't know that you're going to roll from one Hall of Famer Favre to another Hall of Famer Rodgers to another Hall of Famer Jordan Love. Yes, the Colts went Manning to Luck. How's that gone since Andrew Luck retired? I'm not doubting Jordan Love right now. I'm doubting the odds that any franchise is going to string together back-to-back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You eventually hit a quarterback desert, and you get desperate trying to find one in the draft. Now, I hope Green Bay has done what was smart 13 years ago, longer than that now, when they drafted Aaron Rodgers much longer ago than that now. And I hope that they were looking ahead to the future and saw the potential in Jordan Love that ends up being a Hall of Fame type of career. And I hope... He wins more than one Super Bowl. That's where a lot of the hate comes from. Well, he only won one. Let me tell you something, Jets fans. If he gets you one and that's it, and then you don't win again for another 15 years, you will be elated. Admit it. And for all of the, you know, off-field distractions, there's nothing illegal going on with him, okay? People say he's a little too free of a spirit and or maybe just too into himself. Okay, fine, fine. But... If I were a Jets fan, and I know plenty of them, my brother is one, you should be thrilled that Aaron Rodgers is going to be your quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, despite not having multiple rings, and that's why he doesn't get into the conversation with the Bradys and Mannings uh, and maybe Elways of the world, okay? Montana. But, But from a skill level standpoint, you cannot deny Aaron Rodgers' talent. Here's what he said on the Pat McAfee show. I made it clear my intention was to play and to play for the New York Jets. Now, Rodgers on Wednesday this past week said it was Friday that he made the decision. And that is up to the Packers at this point to get it done. And he's not the one dragging his feet, he says. Packers want to make sure the compensation is fair, and I don't blame him. What's the rush? If we all know it's done, if the Jets know it's done, the Packers know it's done, Rodgers knows it's done, Zach Wilson knows it's done, what's the rush? Jordan Love knows it's done. They'll work it out. Everybody just relax. Okay? My gosh. This is where I feel like maybe New York is doing too much. It feels like a LeBron James situation when he went back to Cleveland and when he went to L.A. Rodgers reportedly gave the Jets a wish list. Jets have already signed Alan Lazard, four years, $44 million. Odell Beckham Jr. is on the list. Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis. Wants to play with some of his buddies. That doesn't always work. Working with your buddies, playing with your buddies just doesn't always work. It might work here. 
But it feels like the Jets are doing a little too much at this point to try to make sure Aaron Rodgers is happy. It didn't work with Lazard, Cobb, and Lewis last year. They're just a year older. Well, Lazard's not an old guy, but Cobb and Lewis are at the end. OBJ's coming off the ACL. I think he has a ton of potential still in him. But can they make that happen with the cap? They're already trying to shed salary to get Rodgers in under the cap. Just feels like maybe a little too much for Aaron Rodgers. Now that we know he's going to the Jets, it will happen at some point. Where do the Jets rank? Not better than the Chiefs. Don't think they're better than the Bengals. I'm not sure they're better than still third in their division. Love what Miami's done so far this offseason. Love it. If two is healthy, they're the best team in the division. And are the Bills still better than the Jets? Maybe. Maybe. So you make this move to become the fifth best team in the conference? Sixth? I don't know. I don't know. And do, and do we do we trust Rodgers' postseason track record to get in and then win? I don't think I do. That hurts me to say it. Believe me. All right, I've got to jump out here. When we come back on Honorado and Company, we're going 20 years back to 2003 with our guy Craig Forth, former Syracuse center, former Columbia High center, and forever a national champion. Back right after this on Honorado and Company. Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Whether you're into lounging, cruising, or just relaxing, summer fun starts with Alpenhaus. Enjoy a smooth ride that'll change the way you boat forever on a Barletta pontoon powered by Mercury Outboard. Nobody makes a more reliable, powerful lineup of outboard motors than Mercury to continue propelling your adventures. Now's the perfect time to buy a new Barletta pontoon with the legendary performance of a Mercury outboard. Alpenhaus, Route 30 Amsterdam, and alpenhouseboats.com. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhaus. Back on Honorado and Company, it's Chris and Ash at home. You pointed at me. Oh my gosh, I did. Yeah, Chris Chris and Ash at home. (laughs) Um, It's been a little bit of a long week. We're getting ready for the madness. And what better way, 20 years, 20 years, 20 years, 20 years after the Syracuse National Championship that came through Albany, the tournament is back in the 518. And so, who better to talk to than the guy? who is from the 518 exactly. and came back home to win that championship with the Orange on their way to the Final Four out of the Albany region. It's Craig Forth. Let's bring him into the conversation here on Honorado and Company. Craig, man, thank you for doing the show. It's It's been a while since I've seen you. It was, it was fun to, to catch up and text a little bit. We appreciate you taking the time here, man, and, and the trip down memory lane we're about to take. Uh, but I will just share with you, Ashley and I got married not even two years ago, and yet she still says the best day of no. her life was that April day <laughs> in 2003 when your Orange won the national championship, man. How does that make you feel? Uh, deeply honored, 
uh, you know, just one of those things that uh, you don't expect to hear when you meet somebody, you know, after 20 years. But uh, I would tell you that uh, it, uh, it feels really, really good. Thank you so much, Ashley. Yeah, no problem. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I always say no, it was one lie. of don't the lie. best days of my life. <laughs> Our wedding day um, was great, too. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the new marriage. Thank you. Thank you, man. Um, 20 years, dude. Uh, I'm sure it doesn't feel like 20 years, um, or does it? Um, I, there, it depends on the day. Depends on the day. <laughs> depends on whether the right knee hurts or the left knee hurts. Depend, you know, it's it, it's one of those things where um, I'll have a dream about it one night, and I won't think about it for a week, and then yeah. it'll come rushing back. So it's hit or miss with me. Um, what I think about with uh, the championship, who I remember, what, you know, I'll, I'll remember something on the lines like, like Queth Dwayne making a speech or hmm. Jim Beheim at a halftime or, you know, something like that. But uh, yeah, 20 years has, has flown. And uh, it definitely in my mind, I'd say that I could still go back out there and do it, but my, my body would 110% say, no, sir, you should sit. Uh, Craig, if for those of you who don't know, went to Columbia High School, Columbia grad. Um, I was you. at Shaker somewhat around the same time as you were at Columbia, a few years behind you. And then I was at Syracuse a few years behind you after that. But Craig, we were talking about today, uh, the craziness that Albany having the first and second rounds back here, it seems like it's just absolute madness. I can't imagine. I said mm. I would sell like an arm and a leg to see Syracuse play in a regional here in Albany, like it will never happen again. Yeah. But the fact that you guys were able to turn, you came home to play and you were able to turn that into a national championship run is probably something that no one will ever have in their career that you have. Yeah. I, I can't say it's not uh, unfamiliar to other universities, but you're absolutely right. You know, we, we basically went through we went Boston and we came here and then we went to new Orleans and the entire way all all four games up here in the Northeast felt like home games. You know, there was all orange. There's a huge following of Syracuse up here, as you guys both well know. Um, and it's just been at that point, it was kind of surreal because you walk into these it's a typically places that are not the carrier dome. And it's one of those things where, you know, you're expecting to be booed. You're expecting to be heckled. You're expecting to have an opposing side to things. And we're playing Oklahoma State. I think the, the most cheering we had was against Manhattan. Um, they were close. Yeah, they're, they're pretty close. Yeah. But uh, they don't have anywhere near the following that Syracuse had. And then uh, every other team that we played with uh, Oklahoma State, Auburn, and Oklahoma, you know, they, you know, we're taking their tickets and giving them to our family members. And this, it's a sea of orange everywhere we went. And the Pepsi, the Pepsi was a heck of a lot better than the Boston Arena, but. Either way, that whole road was just an absolutely fantastic run. And, and, you know, you really felt like you were home as a player. I wrote them down because I wanted to know, can Craig Forth name each team sure that they beat on that run? I, yeah, I mean, I would – I would, I kind How of have I done so far? You, you nailed it. Texas is the only one in the Final Four, and I knew you would know that one, obviously. Yeah. Um, quick thing about Craig, for people who don't know, and they should um, – Warwick gets a lot of love for blocking that Michael Lee attempted three. Mello gets a ton of play for being obviously the tournament player, um, the player of the tournament. 
And obviously, everybody gives him you know, a lot of the credit. And GMAC had six threes mm-hmm. in the first. This guy had the first bucket that night There's against your... Kansas. And you were fouled, I might say. Not on the first bucket, but yeah, no. later no. on. You should have gotten one. the whistle. You should have gotten the whistle. No, I, I'm pretty sure the only reason I got the ball is because I was wide open. But <laughs> let's be totally real. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I watched it back on YouTube. There was a lot of contact. You you were open, and I think it was Mello who found you. He does, yep. But it was, there was contact on the layup, Craig. Take take take, take what I'm giving you here, man. Oh, well, thank you so much. I got clobbered. Uh, and it was one of those situations where, you know, I just, I got up and I was, I tried to shoot. I, I was asking for free throws, but I couldn't see the basket with my black eye. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I remember this vividly. Yes. There you go. Uh, Craig, 20th anniversary. We've talked about it. It seems like it was yesterday. I was a 17 year old teenager. Um, was I a junior? I think I was a junior in high school. Um, but at the time I have always been a huge Syracuse fan. I was dead set on going there. So I remember watching it. In what was my downstairs, these games are so late at night. So my parents were like, yeah, of mm. course, stay up. Me and my dad like screaming, but also trying not to scream because my mom was asleep upstairs. So it was like, you're winning a national title and I'm going crazy, but my mom's asleep upstairs, so I have to be quiet. Uh, either way, Jim Beheim is synonymous with obviously the one national title, but we talk about him as he is Syracuse basketball. He has created essentially right. this program and taken it to the heights that it has. For him to retire, what are those emotions like for you? And can you give us a glimpse into some of your time with Bayheim, like a, a favorite memory or a, a maybe not so favorite memory with Coach B? Well, I can definitely say, you know, having heard the announcement, um, I, I really I heard it actually. We they had, there was a 20 year anniversary get together out in Syracuse last week that I was yep. not able to attend, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but having heard it, I actually heard it through a group chat with the entire national championship team. So that was, that was who broke the news to me uh, that that coach Beheim was, was leaving his position. Um, Since then, obviously the news goes crazy and you know, this conspiracy theory, that conspiracy theory, this other, (laughs) there's little things that all go out, whatever that are absolutely ridiculous. Um, But the bottom line is the man is a legend. You know, he's, he's been out there, what, 47 years. He's 78 years old. And he's, you know, I guarantee if you gave him a ball and a, and a, a clipboard next year, he'd walk right back on the court anywhere, yeah. you know, whether yeah. it was, you know, yeah. a, a, just a, a CYO team or Syracuse basketball or beyond with the Olympics or something along those lines that he's been a part of as well. Uh, he, he's, he's just got a legendary career. He's molded so many people into um, just great people, it's a it's a great brotherhood that comes out of Syracuse, and uh, we 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 tend to stick together pretty well when it comes down to it. As far as you know, Syracuse alum, as Ashley, I'm sure you felt around the Capital District and that whatnot. But uh, no, I, as far as memories with Coach Bayham, I think the one thing I've been thinking a lot about this because you know, Coach Bayham retires, the team makes the the, the tournament any year. I, I always get the phone calls. You know, so how am I going to respond to Coach Bayheim re- retiring after 47 years? I, all I can say is, over 47 years, if he ta- if he taught any of the other players on his teams what he's what he taught me, they're going to find success in their lives because the the number one thing that I remember developing over four years at Syracuse was this 
this determination that when you walked onto any basketball court, you were supposed to and should have the mindset that you're going to win. And, it, you know, take any profession, take any career that you choose to go down. And if you have that same mindset walking mm -hmm. into it, I'm not saying be cocky, but you're going to be successful. Guess what? The self-fulfilling prophecies, you're going to be successful. And that was something that, that coach, re I remember a conversation I had with him about, hey, coach, you think we're going to win? Do, 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 do. I never think we're not going to win, Craig. I love he said, that. Like, I never think we're going to win, Craig. I don't ever think of that way. But, but you know, you get what I'm saying. I that's, love that. That's a good impression. That was really good, actually. Yeah. Thank you. I, I practiced for four years straight <laughs> and uh, pulled it out of my, uh, my pocket here for today. Who who has been caught doing an impression of Coach Beheim by Coach Beheim? Has anybody been caught in the act? Um, I don't know. I'm sure over the years he's yeah. he's, and I'm sure there's there's been some guys that have a lot more uh, get out there and, and do it in, in public <laughs> for him. I'm sure they he's they've done it right to his face. You know the the roast the roast world that we live in. I'm sure that yeah. uh, people have said some things and done that so i just add a little snort and go a little nasally and life's good all right i want to get back to something you said there's a group chat from this 2003 national championship team how many guys are on it and what is it listed as in your phone uh it's 2003 um it's all the players i think there might be a couple of people that aren't there that um either were walk-ons or Managers weren't affiliated or managers okay. that type of thing uh but it's 12 of us at awesome. this point and quite like i said before quest Dwayne came up with the the whole idea to get us all together and uh i think the common sentiment in the the conversation that we're having at this point is is 20 years is too 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 long to wait before we all get back together again so you know we're all one of one of them said i'm not gonna tell you who but um one of them was like oh so we should probably get together you know within the next five years before we all get super old and can't remember anybody anymore so <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I'm already halfway there, but we're we're, we're working on it. Uh, when is the last time you've watched that game back? Ooh. Did you watch it on the 20th anniversary? Like, have you watched it this year? No, no. Um, the actually the last time I watched the game in its full, um, there was a watch party during the pandemic. Mm. I think it was right when the pandemic started. Yes, I remember this. And it was everybody was sitting there at their home home computers or whatever they were doing, and on the on the that. Zoom chat that everybody was part of. And um, so yeah, we watched we watched it all the way through at that point. But that's really I've watched snippets. I've watched mm -hmm. a few different things. Obviously, every time the tournament comes on, you see Hakeem skying out and you know that type of thing. So you know it's a it's a classic game, and that's a classic moment. But yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of turning it on around my house, my my kids could care less. So right. it's like, can we please watch Descendants or can we please watch Bluey? And it's like, um, you don't want to watch Daddy twenty years ago, much right. thinner, probably more handsome. Like, mm, no. So they're not interested in that. So I don't get to watch it very often. Dad life. Let me uh, let me hit you with a little trivia here. You, you this part you know, but I want to educate people who don't know it. You started every single game of your career at Syracuse, 136 of them. Incredible. That's right. Now, you were you were the first Syracuse men's basketball player 
to ever do something. You'll know this. Do you know what it is? First Syracuse basketball player to ever do something. It better be funny, Chris. No, it's not. It's not. You you are the first. It's not basketball. Ever multiple academic All-American in Syracuse men's basketball history. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Craig, listen, I remember being, even in high school and in college, I remember it being like, oh my God, Craig Forth is the smartest basketball player that's ever come through here. And it was like, there was never a question. That's how people knew you. Like he's one of the smartest people we've ever met. Like that was just who you were. That's how we knew you, which is is pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. No, that was, that's two, that was two years that I'm very, very proud of. And uh, it's one of those things that that's really what, instead of just, you know, the national championship and what I, you know, when it comes to my kids and developing them and making them into better people, you know, just, I'm not that smart. I just work my tail off. You know, that's really, it's really what it turns into, you know, and as far as learning new knowledge and getting to know different things, you know, I've had so many different jobs. I've taken so many different classes in, in, um, in college and other areas. And it's like, you know, again, go back to Bayheim's idea. If you, you know, apply yourself and you think you're going to be successful, you're going to be successful. So that has, like I said, that served me well. And, I'm, I am very, very proud that my name is up on the uh, in the Syracuse uh, Walk of Fame out there as the the two time recipient of that. So it's been between those. I think those two awards, and then there was the Big East Scholar Athlete of the Year um, from you know the nation, from the conference, all that. Those three things are probably what I'm most proud of, besides you know winning a national championship. So. Uh, Craig, we also have this in common. Your degree from Syracuse or degrees are in what? Let's see. I have a, uh, a degree in inclusive education, which includes elementary and special education. And I also have a degree in geography. I also have a degree in geography. It wasn't my first, you know, that wouldn't be what I consider my first degree. That would be broadcast journalism. But when I read that, I thought, Craig Forth and I both have a degree in geography from Syracuse University. Who do you think had the better GPA in geography? Probably Craig. Yeah. Definitely Um, you. I don't know. It'd be tight. I was a good student. Ashley was a very good student. Uh, Okay. Probably better in geography than I was, to be very, very honest with that. It was funny because I picked the – we were told – I don't know if you were the same way with journalism. We were told at the beginning of our careers to actually pick – if we were going to go through the inclusive education program, you had to pick this – second major as it were the second 30 credits you had to go through and i said which one has the least amount of writing and they threw geography at me so that's funny because now 20 years later writing is one of my favorite things to do so that's awesome ash always gets final word but i got a couple more things here craig before um ash has that opportunity here um your family business will, I, I don't want to say forever be on the campus of Syracuse University, but you've left another indelible mark at Syracuse University. The floor at the Mellow Center is a fourth sport floor? It is. It is. Wow. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah, and we, we've actually done a, a number of the uh, the floors on Syracuse campus. Um, my, my father had, I'm going to, I'll, I'll Boast about him for a hot minute. He's he's been part of the flooring industry for the past fifty years, and well before I ever held a basketball 
he had me holding the paintbrush, painting a line on a gym floor. So, it, you know, it, it's been in the family for years. He has perfected it. He's absolutely I, I, I have learned so much from him over the years. He's passed so much of it down to my brother and I, my brother, Brian. Um, we're actually currently in the throes of taking over the business. And uh, we've done uh, the Carmelo Anthony Center, which actually I was I was a principal at the time when they did the Carmelo Anthony Center. But Murray and Brian and the, and the gang were all out there. But uh, I think we've done um, some of the women's volleyball courts out there. We've done um, the old Archibald. I'm, everything's changed out there at this yeah. point. So if I'm saying so names that don't make any sense to you at this point. But that's we did the Archibald gyms. Any anything out there, they seem to like calling us, and we uh, we're producing a pretty decent product out there for them. So kudos to my dad, and kudos to the guys that have been before me that uh, are now I'm, I'm working with alongside every day. But uh, it's been been an adventure it's nice to and our tag our, our uh headline our letterhead for um our papers that we send out says the builders of the carmelo anthony center so that's cool we're, uh i know my father is very very proud of that and uh, it's, it's nice to be at least have a little bit of something done at the carmelo anthony center that has to do with us that's awesome uh craig i recently had a birthday and well happy birthday is, thank you <laughs> this is what i got for my birthday from friends of ours there you Fantastic. Are. There I am. It's an awesome poster. Pretty cool. Pretty I wish cool. I had one. Do you want mine? No, I would never take a birthday gift. No, thank you. you. Can have it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm trying to gonna try and frame it. We've got a little bit of, I'm not gonna call it a man cave because it's our sports yeah. memorabilia room. Um, but I'm gonna try and frame it. And actually, you know what? I'm gonna bring it to you first. I'll have you sign it and then I'll frame it. I like that. Awesome. Happily, anytime you want. Craig, this was fun. I know Ashley absolutely loved this. Yes. It's it's obviously right up her alley. Uh, we can't uh, tell you how much we appreciate the time on short notice. Um, and and maybe when stuff like this comes around, you're like, oh god, again, I, I'm talking. <laughs> but 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 hopefully you enjoy the trip down memory of the lane as much as we do, and I know as much as our viewers do. So so thank you, man. Enjoy the games this March. Well, thank you very much. I will say from the trips down memory lane have been interesting over the past 20 years but now it's like you know it's kind of looking back it's like we really did something back then that not a lot of teams are able to do and the hope is that syracuse can once again find the uh, the ability to get down the road and and pull out another championship but i really appreciate you reaching out it's never a bother i really enjoy talking to you guys and uh hope everything's well thanks craig be Thank good you, the albany firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team invites you to join us on Saturday, March 25th at 7 p.m. as we take on the Toronto Rock for Star Wars Night. Post-game autographs right on the turf, featuring members of your Albany Firewolves. Get your tickets now at albanyfirewolves.com. Join the pack. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. All right, you guys know the deal. I, I'm not a Syracuse fan the way Ashley is, but but that was cool. It was cool for me anyway, that's for sure. Uh, we still have Follow the Pack, the Albany Firewolves, to come here on the show. Uh, you've submitted some of your final fours. I love that. Let me run them in here. Ryan's got San Diego State. Marquette, Houston, and Gonzaga, Houston to 
to win it all. Love that. Okay. Uh, I like this comment from Sam as well on Aaron Rodgers, motivated to play with a different team. No doubt. This is drafting Jordan Love all over again. He feels spurned and doubted and maybe not appreciated 100%. I think Aaron Rodgers plays really well for the New York Jets this coming season. Okay. Another quick timeout here on Honorado and Company. When we come back, the star of Hamilton, Pierre Jean Gonzalez, with us. Teams, athletes, organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Welcome back to Honorado and Company. There is really probably only one thing this week that could pull us away from talking about the NCAA tournament, March Madness, and the brackets. And that is an iconic, generational musical like Hamilton, Ash. Yeah, coming to Proctor's Theater. I mean, listen, the Capital Region has been buzzing. uh, The entire country has been buzzing about this this musical for years now at this point. But the Capital Region gets Hamilton here. Fans, I know so many people who were like scrambling to get tickets. It was as soon as they came out. So, yes, I know people are very excited about it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we have the star of the show. That's not so bad, huh? Pierre Jean Gonzalez, who uh, will play Hamilton in this production, coming to the main stage at Proctor's. Uh, Pierre, it's Chris, it's Ashley, the NBC in Albany, and uh, welcome to upstate New York, where middle of the March snowstorms cancel performances. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I mean, we're so excited to be here. Um, This has been a little... A little bit of a, a shakeup, but also a little bit of a blessing. We get to rest for a day, you know, get the crew gets to rest for a day, but we are so excited to be here in Schenectady and to be able to bring this production really to New York. I'm a New Yorker at yes. heart. I actually grew up uh, a little bit for a couple of years up in Middletown, New York. So oh. I've like been upstate. I've, I've, I've really, really enjoyed um, just being able to bring this show, something that I love so much to uh, my home state. Pierre, you've done television. Uh, we see we see your resume. You've done television. You obviously have done a lot of theater. What is it about this musical? And just do you feel lucky to be a part of something? Like Chris called it a generational thing. Like it is the a musical of a generation. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I still, <laughs> I'm still like in such shock and awe that I'm even able to be able to play this, this, pivotal and just epic character. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm very lucky about is like this company specifically, which is the Philip Touring Company. Um, I've been a part of this company now for, I want to say, four years. Mm-hmm. I started off as a standby and understudy. So I got to cover um, Hamilton Burr and the King. And just having that experience of being a, a, um, an understudy was so magical. And then I was able to take over and my, get this, my uh, my debut date for Hamilton was March 2020. Let that set, let that settle in to your spirit. 
Let that settle into your spirit. I was supposed to debut as Hamilton. I think it was, I want to say it was like March 27th, 2020, right? So I took off a couple of weeks before I was going to debut. So I went home. (laughs) I'm like looking around. I'm like, what's happening? Like, oh, things are, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You know, one month turned into 18 months. And um, me and my fiance, Cedric Labor Jr., we actually came together and we created a production company called Dominican Productions in that time, you know, in our own kind of sense of, of, of not just distracting us from what was happening in the world, but also trying to like create something that belonged to us and gave representation for people that look like us, right? So I used the Hamilton money that I saved. We were supposed to get married. Uh, so we both like made a decision. We were like, let's take this money and let's, let's invest in something and let's do something. So we created the company and it's been thriving and we're we're so lucky and now you know it's been now about like a year and a half that we're we've been back since the pandemic and it's still just a dream it's still a just a freaking dream and i'm i'm just so lucky to be able to be a part of this so we have that in common you and your fiance you and he created this company ashley and i are married we work together um we were supposed to get married in june of 2020 so we pushed that until May of 21. We, boy, we have, we got some parallels here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, hey. Thank you. You, Thank you. you. Are, are we married yet? You and Cedric? Uh, we're not actually. So right. what ended up happening is, you know, we came back to the, uh, I came back on tour and I was like, let's, let's, and the company just started snowballing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was just one thing after another. I'm doing this show. Cedric is actually a performer as well. So he was filming a movie. He was doing readings. We were doing this. And it was just like <laughs> these great things were happening. And like, still, our parents are like, um, excuse me. Yeah. Where's the wedding? When are you getting married? You know what I mean? We've been together now for seven years. That is my, that is my life partner. I love him to death. And um, we're now having the conversation of like, okay, we got to do this because everybody's annoying us. Like, <laughs> let me tell you something. Our back. That that is the ultimate reason you just you just do it to put it but to put a lot of it behind you. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, and, and we we want to have a beautiful big. You know, we want to have people there. And the one yeah. thing I always said, I was like, I don't want anybody wearing a mask. So if mm-hmm. we have to wait a little bit. You know what I mean? If people want to wear, you know, because you want to wear it for yourself. But like, I don't want pictures with matching masks with the colors. No, yeah. I don't want to see it. So yeah. there are enough. Uh, there are enough Italian noses in my family that wearing the mask wasn't always the worst thing uh, in, in <laughs> pictures. <laughs> so this is uh, the best part. All, everyone else had to wear masks, but we didn't. Which yeah, was, that's true. At least at the church. After I that, love it. I love after it. that, all bets were off. All bets are off after that. <laughs> Let's dive into this show, man. You have uh, you have toured the country. You have been so gracious with your time with multiple media outlets as you make those stops around this country. And now we are thrilled that, that you're on this show. Uh, so the show will run March 15th mm-hmm. through March 26th. That show that was supposed to be the opener on the 14th pushed to Sunday. We'll get all that out of the way, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sunday night. They're um, so what is this experience like, man? I mean, to to play the role that was made so famous with just an incredible original cast that took Broadway by storm. I mean, it's 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 amazing. I think what's really beautiful about Hamilton, just this musical, the show, period, 
it doesn't matter who you are. It allows everybody to, to really bring themselves to the characters. You know, I'm so honored that I'm able to even play this role. Somebody like, like Lynn manuel who created this, you know what I mean? It, it, I come into it as like honoring the people who have been there before me. Mm -hmm. And it's always, it feels like a, a brotherhood. It feels like a, a, a community of family. You know what I mean? There's no malice. There's no like everybody trying to like fight each other for the role. Like me and my understudies and people who cover me, we are all Hamilton. Cool. You know, all the people that come in and out of this, this, of this world, this Hamill universe that I like to call it. You know what I mean? Once you do it, you're part of the family forever. And you feel that. You feel that in the show. You feel that in the community. Um, and then also it's just, I'm still shocked at how, like, how much people still are just in awe of seeing the show. And, you know, I, I love it because I love hip hop music. I grew up in the Bronx, New York. So hip hop for me was part of my DNA. It was part of how I was raised, you know? So when I see every night, it's a packed house. I mm -hmm. still am like, <laughs> I'm so grateful and fortunate to be part of something that is still such, is in such demand. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I've, this was actually truthfully one of my first big musicals before that I was very big um, into like TV film, like you said. And like, for me, I loved picking up like just scripts, like regular plays, like that was my thing. So when I found this, I got to study in I got to study Shakespeare at the Globe Theater for yeah. a year. And that was a really epic, amazing experience of my life. And it kind of like shook me uh, and, it was one of the hardest experiences I've ever, I've ever done. Um, but I always say that Hamilton for me is my own personal Shakespeare. That's what it feels like. It feels like it was made for me. The cadences and the rhythm and the, and the storytelling. It, it, it's still, I, I go up there every day and at Yorktown, if you see me up there tearing up, that's Pierre tearing up. Like, this is so cool that I get to do this every day, you know? Pierre, did you study Lin-Manuel and, and how he did Hamilton and how are you making it different than maybe something he did while still using some of his inspiration? Oh, absolutely. Baby, I was listening to the album, watching, watching all the, the everything and just uh, throwing myself in it. And again, like I said, what, what, what's really beautiful about the show is that it allows you to be yourself. The minute that you try to be something else, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to bring yourself to the piece. And I think for me specifically, I bring my Bronx, my Bronx culture. I bring that New York, New Yorican experience that I grew up with. And I grew up and I, I bring my love of, of acting, my love of that moment to moment work and really storytelling and making it about the other people and not making it about myself. Yes, the show is called Hamilton and it's about this guy, but it's about all the work that he was doing to create change around him. You know, and I thank God that I have such an amazing ensemble who the dancers and movers who actually create the space and make the the words that I'm saying, they are actively moving and 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 kind of expressing it through through dance. You have these amazing three sisters who are singing their their mm -hmm. hearts out to me every single day. You know what I mean? The Sons of Liberty who are behind me, pushing me. And then you have Burr, who's always trying to fight me. You know what I mean? So it's it's such a it's such an amazing piece and it allows every actor individual actor to really express themselves and bring themselves fully to the character i love that the the way this is presented resonates with you i grew up on 90s hip-hop ash will tell you that's like my bread and butter um you being in the bronx and that culture 
forget about it. That that would be uh, it's, right up. It's in it's in the music, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Like it, yeah. it's it's where we all grew up. It's that that generation who grew up with that '90s, early 2000s. Like it is, it comes from all of that, you know, from where where hip hop was created. It just it has everything. You have all different types of artists that are in there. There's certain raps that I'm rapping. I'm like, wow, this is Busta Rhymes. Wow, this is Eminem. Wow, this is like, you know what I mean? This is Method Man, or this is like all these different rappers that Lynn and, and Alex and um, and Lack put into the show. And it's, for me, it's just so special. It feels special. It feels like it's connected to my childhood. You know what I mean? So I know you, you understand yeah. and you feel that. Proctors.org. Best way to get tickets. Here's such a cool thing that is happening in Schenectady, and it was happening a couple other places along this tour as well. There's a digital lottery where you could go see this show for 10 bucks, which is insane. Go if you right go to now. HamiltonMusical.com, click on Ham for Ham, and that lottery drop down and enter to be eligible to get a $10 ticket to see this incredible show. It's it's amazing. Um Ash, I always give you final word. Yeah. Before I do that, let me let me just let me just wrap a little bit here with Pierre Jean. Um you played Oberon in Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. I played King Theseus in a Glenrock High School production way oh, back God. in the day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. My man sad. likes to think he can sing. Let him let he can he, sing a little bit. Everybody can sing. He can sing a little bit. He sings better yeah. than I do. No, no, no singing in that Shakespeare production. That's for sure. Not from no, I know. No. Uh, yeah. so Pierre, when I was reading your resume, and I, I mentioned this to Chris, I'm not gonna get the name right because I don't have it in front of me. But when you were overseas and you studied at the Globe, you also mm -hmm. got a certificate or something in the way of combat fighting, sword fighting, and something else. And I read mm -hmm. that and I thought. This is the most unbelievably unique thing I've ever read. Yeah. Can you please tell me what that is? <laughs> we had to get certified for dagger, dagger and, and sphere. That was like a dagger and sphere uh, certification where you we learned how to how to duel and we okay. learned how to use the dagger. And then we also had how to learn how to use a sphere. And we would like fight and we had to do fight choreography. And then we got certified by the end of it. Because a lot, a lot of the Shakespeare shows, yeah. they would do fights. So yeah. like that was just something that everybody just, everybody had it. It's fascinating. So even for us, when we got there, we were like, "Wait, you want us to what? <laughs> <laughs> you sure?" It's like, "Okay, cool." That's what do I wild. have to sign? Yeah, okay. Well, on your day off, uh, we have made you use your voice enough. Uh, Pierre Jean Gonzalez, the star of the show, as Hamilton comes to Proctor's Theater in Schenectady. It is a beautiful facility. If you if you haven't been on stage there, we know you will absolutely love it, and people who come to see it uh, will certainly leave with rave reviews. Pierre Jean, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for having me. Again, congratulations, guys. And, thank um, you. Just uh, thank you. Happiness is found in simple things: the sun on your face, sharing laughs at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV, bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors 
Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Back on Honorado and Company, yes, indeed. And we are ready to go into our weekly segment, which we love to do here every single week during this lacrosse season. And that is called Follow the Pack with the Albany Firewolves. And I have bad news for Coach Clark, who is our guest this week. He is stuck with just me. As we run a little bit of overtime here, let's bring Coach Glenn Clark into the conversation on Honorado and Company. Coach, it's good to see you, man. I feel like we're on—I feel like we're on a Clarky basis by now, are we not? Oh yeah, absolutely. We are. All right. Yeah, how, how long does it take somebody fair. to get to just call you Clarky? I, I think you can do it right off the hop. I mean, it's basically what everyone does around the rink, anyway. So yeah, it's—you uh, don't need a—you don't need a duration for it. You can come right after that. All right, perfect. Uh, the head coach is, is Glenn Clark, but he's more than that. And that's what we're going to jump into here, Coach, with you anyway, is, is this season that is just evolving from a roster standpoint for this Albany Firewolves squad. You made a couple of moves in the last week. Um, it, this is a lot to juggle, to coach a team and to still kind of piece together a roster, isn't it? It is, and it's been an unusual year, certainly the most uh, unusual of my career. Um, going back to the summer, really, when um, you know we've had a couple of bad cycles of free agency where yep. we've lost some key pieces and made a real conscious pivot to become you know a little bit more of a draft-based team, build through the draft. Um, and we were successful. We got some good players, some good picks, but with the COVID year, they're still another year away. So... We knew it was going to be a little bit of um, a sort of a retool and a, and a refining year and giving some young guys opportunities to sort of see where they are on a move forward basis. Uh, and, and I think for the most part, it was going well. And then, you know, we, we did get a little chipped away by injuries and, and um, you know, had some lineups that, that weren't what we expected moving forward. So you know, you have these dips every once in a while. It's been a, it's been a bit of a grind. And then, you know, I see on the banner there a couple of the trades we made, and that was that was in reaction to where we're at. Marshall Palace, great young player, but I, I mean, I'll let you ask about them. And and no, can, yeah. no, no, no that's, yeah, go for it. So Marshall was a former seventh overall pick uh, and a very young guy at the time because he he wasn't one that um, had the four years of college. Right. So he's still a young guy. He's he's actually younger than guys that will be coming out in this draft. So. Lots of upside, real high pick, lots of skill. We're familiar with him from junior back in Canada. So, again, we weren't going to make any moves that weren't move forward moves, pieces that we thought could build young uh, skill upside moving forward with, uh, you know, into next year and, and certainly beyond. And then Greg Downing, uh, again, another veteran guy. Uh, teams, are, teams are looking for those types of players uh, when they call. I approach the player and, and you know, tell them, look, you, you've earned this right. You, if you would like to make a move and, and have an opportunity. Uh, and Greg had some familiarity with the Toronto people. And we got a second round pick out of it. So it was, yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's, it's good draft equity for us. Um, you know, and it's a good opportunity for Greg. And he's a free agent after the fact. So, um, you know, he gets to decide what he wants to do uh, after the end of the season. 
And it won't be all that long that you get to see Greg again because you'll play the Toronto Rock in your next home game. That's March 25th at 7 o'clock. You guys have already seen the commercial in this show for that game. Uh, but the next game, Coach, is against the New York Riptide, a team that you are very close to in the standings. 7.30 this coming Saturday night. And you can always watch those games on my four right after Honorado and Company on Saturday nights. Um, knowing Does it make it easier to get up for this game, knowing how close they are in the standings? Or do you find yourself in a difficult season, as you've said, finding new ways to motivate guys, keep them focused, bigger picture than just what has happened so far this year? Yeah, and it's interesting you bring that, the focus part up, because that is the challenge. Um, you know, when you know you're, you know, I don't think mathematically we've been eliminated, right. but essentially, you know, it's it's the writing is on the wall that the playoffs aren't likely this year. So, you know, what does that look like? And, and you know, one of my messages to the group is you can't have sort of this scepter of doom of what if we lose? What if we don't win again? What if we, you know, because it's just it's too ominous a, a feeling. So we, we simplify it. We, you know, we break it into small chunks and right now we've got them going, you know, there's a couple messages. One is remember why you play, um, you know, and, and, and be an athlete and, and, you know, discover that, that route again. Uh, and the other reality is, you know, we're, we're playing for what's next. I mean, it is a little bit of a, a showcase and experience. We had two, two players last game who'd never played a game before uh, in the NLL in our lineup. And um, we're going to have Marshall this weekend who's never played for us, but is a very young player. So it's an opportunity to uh, assess the cupboard, see what you have, see what are the moving forward pieces with us and, and gives those players an opportunity that they likely wouldn't have had uh, without the injury and injuries and the position we are in the standings. All right, Coach, uh, I will let you run. I appreciate you doing this on short notice, although it wasn't my fault this time, um, and always joining the show when when you manage to have the time. Uh, I hope I'll see you on the 25th. I've been fortunate enough to be part of some of these games and the great uh, ceremonies that, that this franchise puts on uh, to welcome in and include the community here in the 518. Uh, Clarky, Clarky, thank you, man. I appreciate the time, buddy. No, anytime, Chris. That's great. Anytime. As Glenn Clark, the head coach of the Albany Firewolves here on Honorado and Company. Hey, how about one last Final Four prediction? San Diego's San Diego State getting love this week. Marquette, Houston, Gonzaga, Houston wins it all. Okay. Well, I just have one thing to say, everybody. Enjoy the games. Enjoy what we all consider to be two of the best sports day ever.